Hi, welcome to the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast. Um, if you follow my podcast, for all of my fan out there, because it's probably one of you. Thanks, Mom. Um, no, so for, for anybody who may happen to be following my podcast, whether on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, wherever, um, you might wonder where in the world I've been for the last year and a half that I haven't published any episodes. And you might also be wondering, what is with this shirt? Well, it's comfy. I like it, and I've actually had it since high school, which was a long time ago. Um, but, like, where have I been? I mean, life happens. I have a full-time job. I have a wife and three kids. Uh, and I've been really busy. And I haven't had time to, to dedicate to this project. Um, so, yeah, I've kind of made a format for... Uh, self-interview here. I'm looking at my questionnaire on the screen. Um, and this will be a shorter podcast episode, I think. I'm not going to be telling any story on this episode, and I'm not going to be really getting into the how-to. No, I take that back. Um, not not how-to, but the making of. I will be getting into the making of uh, a little bit. So, um, you might wonder if, if you're... You might wonder, so you might wonder when there will be more podcast episodes. Well, here's one right now, uh, but I mean, what can I say? I do them when I can, and they'll come. Um, I actually, I love the, the Claire and Neat podcast. I know, it's nerdy. Um, from a dude named Sean Perrin, and I found it back when it was fairly new. I think I actually found it during its second season. Um, I think I found it in 2017, but... It didn't have a huge backlog, and actually there was a problem with Google Podcasts at that time uh, on my phone. It just wasn't drying up all the episodes. Um, anyway, so I refound it last year, or maybe it was late 2020. I, I refound it, and I started binging it, and I it took me a long time to get through it. And then in October of 2021, I caught up, and he just published a new episode last week, and I was so happy to see that notification on my phone that he had a new episode. I haven't listened to it yet, so I hope he doesn't announce that he's uh, closing up shop on his podcast. Um, but, I mean, it happens. Sometimes time gaps happen. Mine happens to have been about a year and a half since my last episode was published. Longer than that, actually. Um, sorry if, if you're listening to any of the background noise on this. Uh, there's my car running with the garage door open because I'm watching the kids and they are still asleep. Um, but, uh, yeah, maybe you hear some, hear some birds, but yeah, more episodes will come and I have old audio, old conversations with my cousin, Sam, and, uh, actually one with my sister, Julianne, and I have the audio and I started editing one last week. Um, I, I have a newer computer than I did a year and a half ago, and this one is a lot faster, so I won't be sitting here waiting for the for the computer to catch up. Okay, now, if you actually read the web novel on thorn.link slash Grendhill, you might be wondering, are there any more chapters to the Chronicles of Grendhill? Uh, the Grendhill... So question number three, if you follow the... The story, if you read the web novel on thorn.link slash Grendhill, you probably don't have a habit of it because there hasn't been anything new in a while. So you might be wondering, are there any new chapters to the Grendhill Chronicles? 
in my mind, yes. Uh, written out, no. So it'll get there. And question four, what other projects do I have? I have too many projects to handle, but they're, they're all in the nascent stage, just very barely beginning. Uh, I have several stories. Uh, I don't know if they're going to turn out to be short stories or if they're going to turn out to be novels or novellas. Um, time will tell when I get a chance to write them. Um, as far as other projects, I mean, up here, this is this is 3D printing garbage. Um, this is filament from from failed prints, or maybe it's just the the support and whatnot from from other prints. Um, and I'm I'm bringing up my 3D printing habit or hobby um, for a reason. One second. So. I, I printed this. It's a chessboard. It's not done yet um, because it needs it needs the wire to hold the two halves together. Oh, you can't see it. This chessboard needs a wire to hold the two halves together at the hinge. Um, but yeah, I, I printed all this on my 3D printer and I 3D printed chess pieces as well. I have yet to paint half of those. Um, just like I've, I've painted half of the squares, I need to paint half of the chess pieces. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I printed out a little, and unfortunately I, I left it at, on my desk at work. Um, but I printed out a little, I, I don't know what to call it, a little relief print of the, like a relief sculpture sculpture of the Thalon Rose. If you go to thorn.link slash Hill, you see the the Thalon Rose drawing up in the upper left corner. So I mean that was just kind of a, a test print for my for my own information. And while my drawing and 3D model are somewhat limited and, and not the best, the print itself turned out well. So I you know I, I dream one day maybe I can be printing little models related to my stories. Uh, so that's a somewhat related project. It's it's not another fiction project, but I, I have some other fiction projects. So um, I I am conceiving some stories within the Grand Hill universe. Um, there's this one place I want to call Stain or The Stain, um, where the name might be counterintuitive at first, but the explanation will come in that story when it's told. Um, where the the Stain is actually a beautiful place. It's basically a river that is miles and miles wide and not very deep. And it's, it's, there's a nation state or whatever living in this river. And so they, they build on, on rocks in the river or, um, yeah, and they, they, their agriculture is, is basically with, with fruit trees or, I don't know, I'll, I'll think of things, um, with out on at least one side of the river, huge immense cliffs over there uh there's another one where there are giant trees i know that's been done before but i like giant trees they're really cool uh and so i have villages living up in the tops of these enormous trees and so the next village over is that tree over there um and yeah so i'll uh i'll tell those stories at some point and I have another another story that I started um, based in essentially our world. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, I don't want to give away too much, but 
essentially a, a, a middle school, uh, I don't know if this qualifies as urban fantasy, but middle school uh, teenage superhero story. Um, it's not just, it's not just like superhero out of science road, but you'll see. Um, and my, my concept there, I'm calling it in my, in my head, at least wardrobe and, oh, what was his friend's name? Um, I don't remember, but I wrote it down, so it'll be good. Um, all right. So question five, I think, what can we expect for the future? I'm splitting this up into writing, into podcast. Uh, I guess I already gave away a little bit of this. So for, for my writing, um, I do intend to write in multiple genres. And, oh my goodness, I need to give some background for, um, for what I've been doing. Because, I mean, that's question one. Where have you been? So, question five slash question one again. Um, I have been doing a lot of lurking on a Facebook group called 20 Books for 50K. And the notion there is that, yeah, you can go and be an indie author or an independent author, uh, self-published author. You can go and do that, and it is possible to make a living. But you're not going to, to do it on off of one book, which is why, while I have Grendhill, and I fully intend to tell this story and to, and to tell it well, um, I'm going to take my time before calling it done and and printing it on paper. Uh, so while I do have my my Grand Hill intellectual property, I have um, I've realized that I need to have other ideas and I need to have um, more frequent products than I could possibly achieve with Grand Hill. Uh, and so I am I'm intending for my wardrobe. Uh, urban fantasy superhero uh, franchise to be a what's the word to be a series and each series like it's it's gonna it's mid-grade fiction um, so each each book is probably gonna be in the easy range somewhere between 50 60 thousand words I'm guessing but again I've never actually finished writing a book so maybe it will be shorter maybe it will be longer um, I do picture it being about that that size range. Um, now, as far as like branching out, I mentioned that I want to write in multiple genres. So, lurking in this in this group, uh, twenty books to fifty k. To explain the name, if if it's not to explain the name, if it's not already obvious, the notion is that you can make fifty k a year. A uh, notionally livable income these days that might be more difficult um you can you can make a livable income by publishing you know you publish 20 books or more uh you're not going to make it off of one book you're not going to make it off of two or five books most likely um of course by the time jk rowling hit five books she had uh big success but uh i've learned a lot of things from from this group so they they talk about not only um not only like you have to keep producing uh obviously you need to keep producing good work uh you can't you can't throw out trash and expect readers to come back again um but you can you keep you keep producing and you need to 
advertise somehow. People talk about that. People talk about advertising. They talk about um, Facebook ads, Amazon ads, and they they talk about their success. And uh, yeah, actually, so 20 Books to 50K does a conference, and I have signed up for the um, 20 Books Vegas in November of this year. Um, so yeah, if you come, come, and hopefully I'll have something printed on paper that I can sign for you. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to go and, and rub shoulders with people and, and learn their tricks and uh, hopefully speed things up. So what can we expect for the future? Um, like I said, I, I have a day job and it keeps me pretty busy. Also, my three kids keep me pretty busy. The reason I was able to publish the podcast in the first place year before last in 2020 uh, it wasn't just because of the pandemic that happened to to coincide uh, but my my day job had sent me to some training that was months long and my family was not with me so I I had time on my hands in the evening like a lot of people do whereas a lot of family people don't um, so I had a little bit more time on my hands than I usually do and I I used it to cut some episodes for the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast. Uh, I made some headway on writing the story during that time as well. And um, so looking to the future, I am planning a professional transition during this year. Uh, so we're planning a move. Uh, we're going to move house. We're going to move to a, an area where we previously lived and we are... I'm going to be looking for a different kind of job, uh, which I hope will afford me more time to think um, and more time to produce. So, uh, and I, I mean produce my novels, or uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll branch into other formats. I would love to take my mid-grade fiction, um, like Wardrobe. I need to remember what his friend's name is going to be. Obviously not real names, because they're in middle school. Um, but, yeah, I would love to, to hire an artist and turn that into a graphic novel. Um, I Once I have some success with any stories, I would like to hire a translator and produce these works in different languages. Uh, I do speak Spanish myself, but I'm smart enough to know that I'm, I'm not a native speaker. And I would be looking for a professional translator, somebody... And people talk about this in 20 Books to 50K, where you want to find somebody who makes a living translating, ideally translating that genre, uh, not just that language. Um, yeah, so... Then there's audiobooks, too. You can, you can hire people to perform audiobooks, to produce audiobooks. Um, you can either hire... A, um, I don't remember what they call them, but basically a, a voice actor or, or a narrator. That's it. You can hire a narrator uh, directly, or there are services that exist, and you pay the service, and they take care of all of it. So you, you give them a manuscript, you pay them a fee, and I guess a few weeks maybe. But you give them sufficient time, maybe it's a few months, and they say, here's your audiobook. You put it on audible or or whatever other platforms um what else 
So, oh, yeah. So, um, that brings up, as far as doing a, uh, an audiobook, I mean, that's, that's hand in hand with a, no, it's not. That raises the question of, of the future of the podcast, though. So, I do have some episodes of the Grand Hill Chronicles, and I, I would like to make sure it is all done well. Uh, so I might start over, but I don't think I should start over yet, because I need a good text. Um, not saying that what I have is bad, but I know it, it's not ironed yet. I need to iron it out. I need to work out the bugs, um, beta readers, proofreaders, and all that. The web novel format online is is draft uh, is a draft form. Um, but that that re- reminds me of something I, I something else I learned from the Facebook group. Um, I don't remember what it's called. Some of you probably know what it's called. You're probably familiar with it. But there is a group. Uh, there is a website that exists and is well known. Uh, for for serialized fiction, especially fantasy uh, and sci-fi. I have a tab open on my computer, so uh, you know what? I'll look. Right, so it's called Royal Road. Um, so the problem with Thorn.link, while it is a... a um, like, it's my website. You know, I can put whatever I want there. Um, I'm, I'm paying for hosting out of my own pocket, and I could... I could take it down completely if I wanted to. I could start just putting pictures of cats up there if I wanted to. I could open up a, a wiki and we could argue about um, whether a taco is a sandwich. Um, so Thorn.link is mine. I have control. And I like that. That's good. But the problem is that it's not well known. Uh, basically, the people who know about it are the people who I have told about it. Uh, it's, it's not recognized. So, Royal Road is an existing, well-known platform for people to post serialized fiction, and I, um, I do intend to start sharing the Grand Hill Chronicles on that platform, um, and hopefully that will let other people know about the story. And um, yeah, so with speaking of Thorn Link, I uh, that brings me back to something else. I have learned from 20 books to 50k is that if I'm branching out into other genres there's a problem with that if if you as a writer write a fantasy and uh, a romance and uh, non-fiction uh, whatever if you uh, as a writer publish in, in the rainbow of genres and somebody reads your sci-fi and likes it and they go looking for more of your work, and they find romance. And they're not in romance. They're in a sci-fi or fantasy. Um, and so the, the name of the author is brand recognition, right? Um, or creates brand recognition. So if I'm publishing in multiple genres, I need multiple names to publish under. And uh, I don't want to restrict myself to one genre or even two. And there are other authors out there who publish under multiple pseudonyms. They publish fantasy, they publish uh, romance or, or whatever, and they do each genre under a different synonym. And it's not because they're trying to be sneaky, it's because they're trying to give readers what they expect. Um, 
So keeping that in mind, I still want kind of my own identity to be in common. I, I want um, I want some way for somebody who liked um, who likes the the story about the the middle middle school superhero uh, to maybe find my other works, uh, fantasy or sci-fi or whatever. And so that makes me think of a publishing house, um, not necessarily an office. You know, it'd be nice to have an office. Um, it'd be nice to have an office out of the house. It is nice to have an office in the house. But my concern with an office in the house uh, is because, as I said, I'm going, I'm, I'm expecting a professional transition um, later this year, and I do hope to have more time to work on my creative endeavors. And while I do that, I hope that my children respect my home office that I have in the basement. Um, so anyway, a publishing house. And I'm not saying necessarily an office that I go to to work. It's, it's down the street and turn the corner and uh, what, on whatever road. But again, a, a brand identity. And I have chosen a name for this publishing house. I don't want to share it yet because I'm not fully commit. I'm pretty committed. Uh, but I'll wait. I'll wait and let it be a surprise. Um, but yeah, a, a publishing house. A name that I can put blankety blank publishing on the back of my on, on the back of my books or um, on the the ISBN data um, page inside and say if you enjoyed this try our our try works from our other authors and I name my other um, pseudonyms but not not just me I mean my daughter loves the idea of writing herself as well like she is is writing her own story um, talking about the adventures of of her and her friend and I think that's awesome. I think that's wonderful. And she has really fun ideas. So I am absolutely open to publishing her works later. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's not just going to be me only. And if this ever became my profession, and if I got some, some renown, and people knew my name, um, the publishing house wouldn't be closed. Like I would be open to taking on other authors or even expanding into music or whatever um i dream a little big uh that's probably too big for myself but we'll see i'm no harm in dreaming um yeah so i've talked about maybe publishing house maybe a few multiple genres formats podcast okay so the podcast um i fully intend to continue the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast. I fully intend to have that include both narrating the story and telling the making of. Um, so the, the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast won't go away. It may, it may be modified somewhat where I'm, I'm might even rename it. I think I want to keep the name, the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast, cause that's where I started. That's my, my home base. And uh, so I fully intend to continue the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast. It will continue. It will tell the story of Grand Hill, and it will give the making of. Um, I hope to make it better. Uh, now, in my in my dreamland, where 
I am able to turn my turn this work into my profession. I dream of of uh, I dream of, and I've talked with a, a couple of my friends um, that once we are free from our current day jobs, maybe we'll have time to collaborate on this and do the Grand Hill Chronicles, making the voices and making sound effects, um, making the background music. I have done some of that. Obviously, you've you've heard it before. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes with other stories. I don't know if other stories will turn into a podcast. Uh, we'll see. I mean, there's there's the Dad Bod Odd Pod um, from Dale Spaulding, where he has read aloud multiple different stories. He's read a few short stories and um, at least one long form. I've been a little out of sync with, with his podcast for a while. Uh, I intend to get back into it and catch up with him. But um, yeah, the Dad Bod Odd Pod, the Dad Bod Odd Podcast. Um, covers multiple stories, and I think that's a great idea that I'm totally going to steal. Maybe. Um, I've also, you know, because I talk about these things at home sometimes, um, not infrequently, we've had ideas, we've had notions, uh, and a, f- a couple of months ago, we were on a, a long drive to and from uh, a weekend stay, uh, and we had this, I- this idea for a children's podcast that we thought would is I still think is a really great idea I don't want to talk about it because somebody could steal the idea Um, but I have the name of it on the screen in front of me but yeah we we could do other podcasts but it's a big drain on your time as uh, I mean point taken from um, from Sean Perrin's Clarinet podcast and he didn't publish for four months right so it's a drain on the time and I am, I'm still learning how to make it go faster, like how to uh, use Audacity. So I'm looking at my Audacity recording my conversation right now, or my monologue. But learning how to, I recently learned how to make Audacity remove dead time automatically. So I don't have to go through every multi-second pause and use the mouse to highlight the, sele- the area and then delete that selected area. Uh, manually, nightmare. Um, yeah. So you, I, I, I used to think that you could only do that with Pro Tools or or whatever other professional um, audio editing software, but you can do it with Audacity. And I also learned how to do something else with it that is important, but I don't remember what it was at this moment. Um, I have. Um, so last last iteration working on the podcast a year and a half ago. I would record and then I'd go into Audacity and I'd, I would see what I needed to do to make it sound good. Well, this time, before I jumped on the mic today, about two weeks ago, uh, maybe three, but I, I, I got this microphone and I got my other microphone and I recorded multiple distances from the microphone. I, I recorded um, different recording levels and... Then I took it into Audacity. Actually, I recorded it in Audacity. But but then I I went to go edit it and see what I could do to make it sound good. And I wrote that down. So you record it like this. In this case, I am about three inches away from my AKG Perception 120 USB microphone. 
and my record level in Audacity is 0.75. And then when I go to edit it, I know uh, what I need to do to to make it sound better in there. Um, yeah, so I hope to speed things up, and hopefully by speeding things up, I can make it possible to do other works. Uh, maybe maybe podcast based on the fiction, or maybe a non-fiction based podcast like we were thinking of for children. Um, of course, this podcast is always going to be child safe as far as language. Uh, I suppose it's possible we might discuss some themes that might be scary or... Um... So I'm, I'm building my techniques, uh, my, my standard techniques that I can use to, to streamline the process and make it faster and make the whole process more effective so I don't have to think about how to edit the software, uh, how to edit the audio. I just go and do it. Um, and instead, I can think about whether this character should go do that or go do that instead or whatever. And I think that's a pretty good update right now. I'm sorry that I, I don't have more plot to, to deliver at this time for the Grand Hill Chronicles. It will come. Uh, I have done further world building in my mind. I've made a few notes here and there. Um, but I think before I push hard on Grand Hill, I'm going to push hard on Yevot, um, or Arbot, and I'm gonna, I, I didn't tell you about that one, but, um, you'll see. Um, yeah, so there's, there's Arbot, and there's, um, Wardrobe, I, that might not be the name in the end, but I'm gonna push harder on these works so I can produce something and have it out there, uh, for public consumption, so that hopefully I can turn this into a profession and devote Grand Hill the time that I think it deserves. Um, I think it's very likely that several stories within the Grand Hill universe will be published before the Grand Hill Chronicles proper is published, because that doing these other um, stories within that universe will help me do the world building. And when it time, comes time to finish the Grand Hill Chronicles or to to carry it out, rather. Um, It'll be simple work. My daughter's waking up. Maybe. All right. Well, until next time, uh, thank you for listening to the Grand Hill Chronicles podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe, tell a friend, and I'll see you next time.